to The Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Ah, thank you for joining me today. It's actually now 12 minutes after 9 o'clock, giving all kinds of stuff away. It's been a stressful day. I've given away like 50 things, not 50, but probably 12 things this morning. We had a new Focus on Business show with uh, Dr. Doug. We had a live interview at 8.20 this morning. And first, we were just integrating all our new Fox uh, News and Fox Business News uh, shows in there. So, uh uh, I know you don't care, but uh, or maybe you don't care, but I'm I'm stressed out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take a deep breath, <sighs> a little zen, a little relaxation, and uh, we're gonna go to the phone lines. And uh, what we're gonna do is get, we're gonna start calls early on open line Friday and go right to Seth. Seth, what's up today? I was hoping I could win those free balloon rides because you wouldn't need burning propane. I could just fill up the balloon with hot air. <laughs> You said it, not me, Seth. Yes, indeed. And I'm going to try to reverse that, if you'll allow me. Yesterday, Dr. Blodgett uh, pulled a string or two and got me into a 10-hour conference about the coronavirus and uh, other things that they were teaching at the health department. Mm. And... uh, I was blown away with the quality of the food and of the facility up there by the airport. That brand new building is just spectacular. Uh, everything about it was first class, and Dr. Blodgett and the health department did a remarkable job in providing that information. And uh, only because of his appearance on your show was I even aware that something was going on. Yeah, and, and I love, I mean, I don't blow smoke. I honestly love having Dr. Blodgett on the show because uh, he's easy to talk to, he's a brilliant man, and he's in charge of a lot of very important things that most of us don't even think about oft times. 500 square miles. He has five mm. counties. Wow. He's not your average kind of Joe, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and uh, he's even, because he knows I blow up hot air balloons, uh, he's even willing to take my call on his private line on his cell phone when he's in a meeting. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, that's that's a huge compliment. Anyway, I did get a ticket. There were 300 people from all over the state, especially the five counties he's in charge of. And in this beautiful auditorium, three or four hundred seat with the finest audio, video kind of equipment there, brand new, uh, Dr. Oscar Eleni from uh, a Ph.D., a credible fellow from New York City, came and talked to us about the coronavirus. Oh, good. Yeah. Did did, did you learn anything new? I got information that is probably, you know, I spent 10 or 12 hours on this trying to prepare what I have to say and all of that and hope it's not hot air. And and the I'm going to have to summarize it from my perspective as a person in the audience, and somebody sitting beside me may have exactly the opposite sure. opinion. That's so the bias I was talking about the other day. We all have natural biases. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to just try to report what was said. And so Dr. did a, he's a keynote speaker, and he was talking about the flights from China, and that the bottom line, I think, is what he tried to say was that uh, they can't stop it, they might be able to contain it, and they, they're trying to mitigate it. Yeah. 
Okay. Because they're not going to do a 14-day um, quarantine on every single person. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Okay, so here it is. Okay, and so after his presentation, I stood up immediately and asked him about the busloads of people coming to our community. Yeah, the tourists, sure. And, and gloves and masks and glasses and fully covered from head to toe with some kind of clothing going to Zion Park. And after asking him a couple of different times, he admitted that that there is screening in that people from Hunan or from that particular place in China are not being permitted to enter. Hmm. However, he showed graphics saying that other countries, Thailand and Japan, had the highest number that weren't being screened. Right. Okay? Okay. And they're coming, and uh, he said it's not foolproof, uh, and uh, the fellow that called in, I'd like to talk to him about the busload and stuff, and my number is 57428 Zero one. I'm in the book two, and I'd like to visit with anybody about this because there's no way I can explain ten hours of conference uh, on a, a few minutes in a telephone call. Yeah. I asked Dr. Blodgett. He also directed uh, breakout sessions. I think he did a couple of them where he spoke at length about the coronavirus. He is telling us, like he said on the radio that the common cold, one person is infected, and he's got an uh, R-naught of one, and he claims that the coronavirus has 1.2 to 1.5, very similar, because it's in the same family, and, and that, um, uh, that it's important because uh, this number may be multiple times more um, because we're not getting any kind of accurate numbers from a communist government. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Far he, he was, more people he, are sick and dying, uh, like a half a, like 400 million people, something, are being quarantined yeah. in China. Yeah, okay. yeah, that whole so, region. Uh, and so it's sort of the middle-of-the-road approach, and... Um, uh, Dr. Blodgett went over all kinds of details and information. I'm going to, this is me talking now. I'm going to recommend gloves and masks and hand washing, avoiding public spaces and public meetings, avoid physical contact with humans, other people, the surfaces that you want to decontaminate, one portion of bleach to 10 times, uh, 10 more uh, dilution, and, and, uh, don't cut, touch uh, contaminated surfaces with your bare hands, and this is this is what we were taught in the military about biological warfare. Yeah, all right. I want to explain that everybody, as far as I know, that spoke at the health department and from these other agencies were all government employees, hmm. and they're following the CDC guidelines of middle of the road. And I, I, I visited with Dr. Blodgett, and I said, you know, middle of the road means half the people might be infected. So uh, the, the message, basically, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> okay? So, all right. So, Seth, uh, Seth, I got three people on hold. Are you... All right. And uh, so uh, I would say uh, these are the best professionals, but I would
would take it with a grain of salt because when people came back from World War One, they brought with them the Spanish flu. Right. The end. The end. All right. Thanks, this Seth. This is fully inflated. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good, good to talk to you today. We appreciate you if you're on hold, hanging in there uh, with this as we talk about it. It's certainly a hot topic, the uh, the uh, coronavirus. Um, and, and again, the, the message from Dr. Blodgett, just to kind of, kind of again summarize what Seth was saying, was uh, we really shouldn't stay up nights losing sleep over this. It, it's serious, and they're, they're, they've got their eye on it for us. And, you know, and just, just follow good habits. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Good. How are you, Andy? Happy Friday. Thank you. Happy Friday. The sun is shining, and it's going to be 60 today, so you got to love that, right? we got to love it after the last few cold days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess treat it like the flu. Move on with your life, because how many people die of the flu in this country? It's amazing, you know. Yeah, way, yeah way more than coronavirus ever will, I think. Exactly. But this has been a heck of a week for the news. Yes, it has. It started out terrible with the news of Rush. Mm-hmm. And good news with Trump. And and then the theatrics of Nancy Pelosi during the State of the Union speech. Uh, she just she's always had that. It just was on full display. I'm afraid, you know. Yes, it was. Everybody it's in the God, country was watching. Says she's so. I guess she's a Catholic and always goes back to that. But I say, how good a Catholic are you if you agree to murder babies? Yeah. So, yeah. Good call there. About all you need to know. <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, I had a conversation with Mike McGarry last night, and Mike. From day one, when he retired last year, he was like, I'm never coming back. I love this. this is, you know, Retirement is the best thing ever. He actually said last night, he said, actually, it'd be kind of a fun time to be a talk radio show host right now with everything that's going on with the politics. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, and then Trump had his little White House, I guess, get together with Republicans, which was worth watching. So... You know, it's been a good week, I think, for the Republicans. It's going to be interesting what comes next from the Democrats. I'm sure they're reloading and <laughs> planning their next strategy. Yeah, to it ain't over. In fact, Rush has said that over and over again. It's not over. They're going to come back with something else, and it's you know they're going to come back screaming and crying and and doing whatever they can to try to stop President Trump. Sean Hannity keeps. It- countdown of the next election cycle so that's the best way we can come with to stop it i'm afraid is vote a bunch of those and a few of those need to go to jail it'd be nice to see that yes it would yes Adam it would. would be number one in my book hey happy friday it's a sunny one okay thanks for the call appreciate it you know uh i was I was talking to Bill Zimfer. Bill Zimfer is our KDXU political insider. He was on the on the program earlier today, and Bill, generally speaking, is pretty much down the middle. He, he's not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's a newsman, and he tries to represent both sides. And one of the things Bill said, <clears throat> first of all, I, I feel like Bill supports President Trump, and he should. You, you know, you're a citizen. It's your president. You support your president. I think that's what should happen. But one of the things he said is the the, the one thing missing that that kind of is frustrating about the president is. A little bit of lack of a decorum, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, good. He calls an idiot an idiot. He calls a, he called Adam Schiff horrible, and he called Nancy Pelosi a terrible person. Um, you know, I don't know. I grew up in a house where even if you thought someone was a terrible person, you didn't really say it out loud. And 
So I, I really have mixed feelings about uh, his decorum, if you will. Let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Morning. Morning. Um, I, I want to get away from the anger people. I, I don't go for that kind of stuff. I scared <laughs> okay. down the road. I want to talk about Mike McGarry. He, you said he'd like Steve mentioned I'd like to come back as a host. Well, well, well he didn't say he wanted to come back, but he said it would be fun to be a, a talk show host. This, this. We, need, we need that energy in the community, and Mike's perfect. Mark Benson was good at it, and I think Shane Brown would be good at it. all three of them. For a two-hour show every night, Monday through Friday, we'd have the best known radio station in the United States. But anyway, real quickly, when Mike and Mark Benson and all of them left, they had something going with Wayne here, and I lived up to it, and I think it feels good. But you almost caught on. I'm thinking that you did catch on. It, what is 31 and 20 equal? I'm going to start it again because there was the, the, there was the Eagles. And that's my home state, Minnesota. And then they had to bring back the Patriots again because they would lose. Would they win again ever? Well, of course, the Rams would go home on three, and the unlucky Patriots, 13. Nobody thinks that I'm making sense. Now, they wanted to go. Mike says, I won't be on air, Wayne, but Andy will. And Andy, you're his friend, and you said so. Oh, yeah. I've been friends with Mike for 26 years. Well, I'm being fair with Mike because I'm Tornado Alley, so I say Kansas City Cowpods. And um, I'm not making fun of how I make hobo coffee in Tornado Alley because there's a spiritual God that nobody in this desert will ever figure out because you don't live there. And I did for too too many football years, slapping mud and everything. I love uh, my farm country, USA. You're losing me, you know, Wayne. Do you have a point looming here? You're, you're, you're losing me. I'm not understanding where you're going with this. Okay, I picked with my Kansas City and San Francisco 49ers in the 2020 Super Bowl, and the score would be 31-20. to 20. Mike says that's fair because it equals 51. That's Wayne's signature, and Kansas would win. I predicted every game for what it was worth, Mike, or Mark for $1,000, or Shane huh. for a pizza. Shame on me. I don't know. <laughs> I only bet smoothies. So <laughs> did, did I do? Did I do justice? I I did. I predicted every one of them. You guys are going to have to live with it or without it. Well, if, but, if, uh, if if you're that good at predicting, you 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 know, like like Biff in in Back to the Future, you should start to putting money on that, and you'd be a millionaire before you know it. I don't gamble, Andy. Isn't that the kicking <laughs> rift? I'm actually know it. Is it? I was to. Is it gambling if you know the answer? Right? It's it's not a gamble if you already know what's going to happen. It's not like that with me and the Lord and the football. Okay. No, I understand. I understand. All right. Thanks for the call today, Wayne. Let's go to to line four now. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. Thank you for being patient. Uh, Well, first of all, Wayne, the Eagles are from uh, Pennsylvania, not Minnesota. Yeah. But – did, did so, you wait? Did, I, let me interrupt you. Did you understand what he was talking about? Because honestly, he lost me. Yeah, no, I didn't understand any of that. Okay. Um, so I, I noticed that uh, John Huntsman has some people going out knocking doors trying to get signatures to get him on the ballot for governor. Yeah, John, John Huntsman is leading in the polls, too, unfortunately, in my mind. 
Is, is that not like a backdoor way to get onto the ballot to avoid the caucuses? Am I wrong on that? Yeah, they. I, I think it was a, a couple of years ago, maybe last year, they approved these, this alternative way to get on the ballot. Uh, and, and I'm not sure, honestly, I'm not an expert on, in this area, but I can tell you that they approved this alternative way, and almost all the candidates went, went about it that way. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that the people who were going around were driving with Florida plates, and I was like, well, if he wants to be the governor of Utah, why isn't he hiring Utahns to Florida do this? Florida plates? <laughs> what the heck? Florida plates? Seriously? Yeah. I don't get anyway, that. That's as bad as Mitt Romney, right? Yeah, I just thought I'd put that out and see if anyone had any comments on it. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, appreciate Thanks. it. If you have a comment on that or anything else since it's Open Line Friday, give me a call, 673 uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to this next caller. We do have a, a commercial break coming up. Would you like to uh, call? You want to chat with me before or after the commercial break? Is that me? It's you. Yep. After. Okay. I'll take I'll take commercial break. If you'll hang on, uh, we'll get to you as soon as we can. Okay. All right. Welcome back to the program. We've talked, it's kind of been kind of a fun show today, really wide open show. I have a couple of topics prepared, but I thought, you know what, let's just, let's just let you guys call and we'll go where you take us. And uh, we've had some interesting calls, a couple of them a little bit out there, but that's okay. Uh, I did want to talk, if we get time, about Mitt Romney and uh, what the heck is going on in that guy's head. But uh, let's go right back to the phone lines first. Caller, you're on. Thank you. You're the guy that said, hey, I want to talk after the break, not before. So thanks for hanging in there. What's on your mind? Eh, no problem. Oh, well, where do you start? Um, first, <laughs> can, I put, can, can I ask for a refund for the few minutes of my life when Wayne was on? Um, yes. Well, I think, we, I think we'd all like that. that, that was, I, I, I was hoping he would go somewhere with that, but he, he never really did. I don't think he ever does. Mm. Anyhow, uh, let's see, Huntsman, and uh, signatures to get on the ballot. Yeah, you probably, you probably know a lot more about that than I do. Well, um, we have politicians that love to run around and say that they're in with the pulse of the people, and mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, the nitty-gritty of the people, and they're all about the people, until stuff like this comes up where they might be held accountable at a caucus. Yeah. And then it's all about, well, let's do it a different way so that we can do signatures to get on the ballot. And, you know, it's just over the last few years, this supposedly conservative state is becoming more and more blue. Mm. Don't tell me that. I don't like to hear that. Hey, it's reality. You Mm. look at the politicians that are getting elected. The only time they really, truly are accountable to the people is when they're trying to get elected. And now with the signatures, they're even trying to usurp that. Yeah. So they're, that's what they're all about. Huntsman, I mean, come on. We, he's just another rhino establishment piece of... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 don't, I don't like... I shouldn't say this maybe on the I don't like John Huntsman, though. I mean, that, that's to me, he is as slick a politician as there is, and, and, and to me, that's exactly what's wrong with the political system right now. We need less of guys like him. Well, yeah. Um, if you go back and look at how this government was originally formed, this was not it. The government originally, the way it was formed was... If you got elected, you went to wherever it was you had to go long enough to go through the session to take care of things, and then you came home. 
and you were accountable to your constituents. You worked your land. You worked your business. Mm-hmm. You got held accountable because you, you spent the vast majority of your time with your constituents. Exactly. You lived and worked and resided and did everything, you know, shopped, ate, hang, hung out with the people uh, you know, that you're supposed to be representing. Absolutely. And the big one, you did not get paid to be a professional career politician. Hmm. You didn't get to go and vote all kinds of little perks and pay raises and benefits for yourself. You didn't get to run around and collect big amounts of money from all of the little donors and, uh, you know, the lobbyists and all kinds of stuff like that. It just didn't happen because you had to come home and be held accountable. Okay. We had Orrin Hatch, good old Orrin. Um, hmm. He was from Pennsylvania. Yes, he was. Right. Representing Utah. Mm-hmm. Now we've got good old Mitt Romney. From Massachusetts. Somewhere. Yeah. And let's take a look at Massachusetts, folks. That place is so cobalt blue. It has another nickname of the Soviet Socialist State of Massachusetts. SSM, huh? Yeah. So I don't care how Republican you are. If you can get elected as governor in that socialist left of a state, in my opinion, you've got no business coming out here running. By the way, just a couple of things on Romney, and this is some of the stuff I prepared uh, with. But uh, Romney, when he was governor, raised taxes seven times in Massachusetts, seven times. And when asked about it on Meet the Press, he said, I'm not trying to hide from the fact that we raised fees. We raised fees $240 million. He was, he was proud of it. Yeah. Another thing that uh, people don't know that he was proud of was all the gun control legislation that he passed. Wonder how many people know that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. And, and the, the weird thing is, is that we, uh, I, most of, I mean, he won. He won big. He won in a landslide. Uh, most of us were were drinking his Kool Aid. Yeah, and I don't know about anybody else's experience, but the experience I had talking to people saying, "Don't do it. This is a big mistake." Mm. It was the whole Mitt's my guy. Mitt's my guy. How dare you say anything about Mitt? Mitt's my guy. I kind of felt like Barack Obama was running. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of it came down to, and yeah, I'm going to say it, and I really don't care if I offend anybody, the predominant religion. No, I'm with you, And, and, and I'm not offended because I'm a member of that predominant religion, and I think you're absolutely right. I think all of us went, well, Mitt is one of us. And Mitt believes like I do, so I'm going to vote for Mitt without really looking into what it is he's all about. And, you know, and you bring up a good point, and this is something that's really bothered me for the last two days now, is Mitt saying, I voted my – he was actually quoting a church song in, in saying the reason I've, I was the only Republican to vote to impeach the president uh, because my religion told me to, basically, is what he was saying. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, how can you take – my your religion, which is my religion, and use that as your as your justification for your behavior. I really, I was, I don't want to use the word offended because that's a that's a snowflake kind of a thing. But I was really unhappy that Mitt purported to say that my church and his church are, are the ones that told him to vote that way. That's absolutely not true, and I wouldn't have voted that way. 
Right. Well, okay, so let me, um, you know, if there's anybody out there that just, you know, still rah, rah, mitt, rah, rah, mitt, the man can do no wrong, how come he had to pick that to vote and not off of evidence? Oh, maybe because there wasn't any evidence. Yeah, that's right. There was no evidence. Hey, folks, I hear there's a push to recall him. Let's get on the stick. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. It's open line Friday. What's on your mind? Good morning, Andy. Morning. Uh, well, first of all, uh, the previous caller, I'd just like to say uh, in Limbaugh fashion, uh, ditto to uh, everything he said. He's, uh, he's spot on this morning. Nice. And, and there's one to add to uh, that list of Romney and, and um, Hatch. Of course, that's here in Utah. But uh, Harry Reid also is a very prominent, uh, you know, was uh, running the Senate for a long time, also uh, LDS. And that's not a slam on LDS. It's just I wish these men would, would actually live their religion rather than speak out of both sides of their mouths. Agreed. And, and so, uh, you know, that, that's a problem that we in uh, Utah, we really need to start looking at the, these men and women based on, and it ties into the coronavirus. Let's not listen to what they say. Let's look at what they do. And so I, I'm only going to take a minute, probably not even that much. And then I want to ask you a trivia question about sports. But to, to the coronavirus, you know, if it's just a cold, if it's just no worse than the flu, let's look at what China's doing. It doesn't look to me like just the flu. No, it doesn't. 400, 400 million people in quarantine. We've got two cruise ships out in the ocean that are quarantined because of this just the flu, just a cold. We're flying people back on military aircraft back from China, and we're quarantining them. It sounds to me, it certainly looks to me, like this is way more. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we should all panic and, you know, go hide in in our closets. But honestly, we need to be looking at what they're doing, not what they're saying, because, look, the government doesn't want to panic anyone. That's the whole point. If we panic, the economy's going to collapse. Well... I think they've weighed those two and said, you know what, it's better to preserve the economy than to prevent this thing from turning into what it is and telling people really um, what we should be doing to present, uh, to protect ourselves. And, of course, we don't have anything going on that we know of here in St. George. But I imagine the first time we find out that somebody in our community has the coronavirus, uh, that's going to step up our interest a lot more than it is today. It will. You know, I, I like what you say. Look look at their behavior, not what they're saying, but what they're doing. And, you know, if if the Chinese government is telling people they can't leave their homes, they can't leave their towns, that tells me they're worried. They're very, very concerned. And this isn't a PR move. This is a move. They're worried that this, this virus is going to get loose and, and kill maybe hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of people. So I think you're dead right. In fact, I, I, I was going to say this. I, I love Dr. Blodgett. I think he's a genius. Uh, but he and I differ in that, in that respect a little bit because he, he's, he says media always overhypes things. And I don't think we can overhype this thing. I think we've got to be extra careful. I think we do, too. And just on that note, because I don't want to be combative or, you know, we've got a great show going. Let's keep it that way. I've sent you an email in regards to uh, Dr. Blodgett and some comments. that I saw that. I I actually read a little bit of it during the commercial break, and I like what you're saying. So. Well, you know, when you let's let's have that conversation off the air because there's no, you know, I mean, when we're done, maybe both of us will, you know, acknowledge one side or the other. But uh, we'll leave that where it's at. Okay. Now to my my sports trivia question. All right, fire away. 
you probably know who Red Auerbach is. Most people sure. don't, but I. Sure. Okay, so he's coach of the Boston Celtics. And and owned, right? wasn't he owner for a while too, or or just just coach? You know, I'm not a sports guy, so okay. I'll have to leave that to, to you. But I, I just his name comes up in this trivia question. So what does he and Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, Howard Cosell? I, I know and, where you're going already. And Wayne Gretzky. What do they all have in common? They all smoke cigars. Hey, ding, ding, ding. I, I'm really <laughs> surprised that, that you knew that, although you're a big sports guy, so I, I don't know how cigars and sports uh, you know, enter into other than this commonality. And by the way, um, you know, that's just a quick list. There are lots of people in this country, predominant uh, people that you, know, you would know them as soon as you uh, mention their name, that smoke cigars. And that's not to say, hey, it's a good thing to smoke cigars. It's just to say that there are so many people that smoke cigars that have lived long, long lives. How about George Burns, for example? Yeah. He smoked as many as 20 a day. Wow. And so I think it has more to do with your DNA. But I just, and I'm kind of, this is back to, you know, and I'm not saying you said that Rush got lung cancer from cigars. But I just don't want us all to jump on that thinking that that may have had nothing to do with it then again it may be a, a contributing factor but rush has lived a full life doing all kinds of things you know eating and enjoying and doing um you know i, I just i just don't want to leave it that somehow rush killed himself by smoking cigars okay well said very very good point thanks thank, have a good day thanks for the call today let's go to uh, line let's see that, that jumped over to line three hi you're on with andy what's up this morning is that me yeah yeah, so last Friday, you have a guy that comes in, he calls on the show, he likes to drop a grenade on uh, morals. Uh-huh. He was talking about morals. He talked about, he was referring to Trump and his Yeah, he basically morals. said uh, that I'm barking up the wrong tree for thinking that Republicans have uh, higher moral ground than Dem- Democrats. That was basically his point. Right. Well, first off, a lot of people have... I mean, Romney, what a, what a rhino. Like yeah. I told you, this, we had this conversation. I said, I didn't vote for him. And I'm a part of the predominant religion. But I saw him right from the get-go. I saw the wolf in sheep's clothing. I just, I just thought, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I, I, again, guess what I did? I, quote-unquote, voted my conscience. So <laughs> I've never been surprised by Romney. Never was. Yeah. Okay, fast forward to what uh, kind of my main point. You want to talk about morals. You want to talk about Trump and, well, look at what he's done. I'm like... You know, they also call Trump a racist. Have you heard that? Have you heard oh, that yeah, they call sure. It, they call him, you know what? Here's some food for thought. They call Trump a racist. And then I think, huh, here's a guy that has like five or six kids from three different baby mamas. He's got East Coast brass. You know, he's got a, he's got a swagger about him, mm-hmm. kind of New Yorker. I mean, the guy is probably, uh, you, 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 they want to call him a racist? The guy's more black than most black guys. <laughs> if you want to, I, mean, no, I, don't, I, I, I don't know how else to say it, but that's kind of, do you get my point? It's like, it's like the, guy, the guy is a hardworking, awesome president. He's really actually uh, fulfilling his promises. And, and so when it comes down to the morals, I'm like, well, if you want to talk about morals, well, we have plenty of people that are on our side that aren't really backing up their morals. And then there's other people that, 
like I said, they're, they're doing a great job, but yet they, they want to attack. I, I, just, I don't know. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. And I, and I appreciate the phone call. Good to talk to you today. I've got to get a commercial break in now. Uh, I will say this. I've had a couple of personal experiences with Mr. Trump. I didn't know him, but I have my friends uh, worked with him. Uh, this was three decades ago. And my experiences were positive experiences with Donald Trump. And, you know, yeah, he's boorish. And as, as the caller was saying, he's kind of got the, got, got the East Coast mentality. If you don't know what that is, by the way, I, I married an East Coast girl. Uh, and her mom was the typical, prototypical East Coast personality. And what that basically is, is if they see something wrong about you or something else, they say it. Now, we have our little filters here in the West and even the Midwest, uh, but East Coasters, not so much. If they see something wrong, they say something's wrong. That's just the way they are. And I think that's a lot of the way uh, President Donald Trump is, to be quite honest. He, he's not afraid to uh, tell it like it is, so to speak. Do you uh, have a couple of commercials got to play? do want to thank Joe Shoney as well. He's a local loan consultant focusing on customer service. Give him a call today, 590-6300. It's a 435 area code, 590-6300. He averages 4.91 stars out of more than 300 reviews online at the Social Survey website, including uh, this one by Amy. Amy says that... uh, Five stars, Joe and his team are courteous, thorough, and very professional people. I love it. Uh, this is uh, Scott says, Joe gets right to business, finds solutions to problems, communicates at any hour, is knowledgeable, has my best interest, and is kind. What more could be expected? I don't think you can expect any more because Joe Shoney's got it covered. 435-590-6300. You can email Joe, joe.shoney at NAF inc.com and if you want to read some of these reviews online it's socialsurvey.me we'll be right back i was thinking about this the other day and by the way welcome back to the andy griffin show here on kdxu but i have a daughter i have three older sons who are adults and they have their own families now but i have a daughter uh, who just turned 18 she is uh, still in high school, but she will be and is eligible to vote in our next election. And, uh, you know, all this that we talk about on the show, it all affects her directly. She doesn't listen. She's in school. But uh, I just think, man, it, uh, there's a lot of tough things that she has to decide and think about. And uh, I can tell her how to vote, but I can tell you two things. Number one, uh, that's not right. I shouldn't do that. And she should think for herself. And number two... Knowing my daughter, she'll vote whoever she wants to vote to for anyway, and doesn't matter what I tell her because uh, that's the kind of personality she has. She'll 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 decide for herself who to vote for. But uh, man, I, I I I can tell her. I will tell her that I made a few mistakes in the last time I voted, and in one of them was voting for Mitt Romney. That's how I feel. Let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Good morning. Morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about well, you? You know. Not bad. I'm doing great. Hey, uh, just looking at it, you know, Mitty kind of screwed our whole state. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, he didn't hurt himself as much as he hurt Utah. He turned himself into a political pariah. Mm-hmm. He's lost the confidence of his peers in the Senate. Nobody is going to work with him. He has rendered himself useless and and a liability to the cons or to the cons. Uh, <laughs> I can't even talk right now. The uh, are the constituents. Mm-hmm. In the uh, state of Utah, he should resign immediately and save our state further embarrassment. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I am, I am, 
be, beyond even all that, the fact that he purports to represent uh, his religion, which is my religion, the way that he's yep. doing it, is it, it's uh, like I said, I'm, I'm hesitant, hesitant to use the word offensive, but I'm, I'm a little bit offended that Mitt Romney says, "Hey, my church, uh, my this is how I feel because of my church," and and that 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 bugs me really a lot. No, and, and he's going to run into problems with his statements because with the Durham uh investigation going on and now the the senate now has uh hunter biden's financials that's what they reported last night well good about time yeah they're going to dig into this and it's going to come out that old joe was dirty and so was his son and romney apparently didn't listen to the testimony before the senate and he's just going to look like a fool He'd already made up his mind. It didn't matter what happened in the House or the Senate. He'd already made up his mind that he was going to vote to impeach. And I think that goes back to, you know, his little personal vendetta against the president. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with somebody in that office, in, in office and this is something that's real, that touches me and probably a lot of people out there, is our public lands. When... Uh, He's going to look for somebody to back him. It's going to be the environmentalists, and we're going to lock up some more public lands here in Utah. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. You have a great weekend. Hey, i got to throw something in, okay? Okay, real quick. Yep. I'd really like it if you guys would go back to doing this every morning instead of the infomercials. You probably see my comments on your Facebook all the time. I'm complaining constantly. I like to drive to work and listen to information. That- the, uh, the, are you talking about the 835 shows? Yeah, eight thirty-five to nine. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been trying real hard to at least make those shows not just infomercials, but talk shows that have a sponsor. Um, that unfortunately was something that was put into place before I got here, and so it's a slow ship to turn. But we're working on it. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you, and uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the call. Go back up to the top of the list, caller on line one. How are you today? Listen, I got a big kick out of you on Tuesday. It took you from last Friday until Tuesday to come up with the reason why you were a Republican and voted the way you did. <laughs> <laughs> last Friday, you couldn't explain it, but you finally came up with the old thing, it's the abortion. That's why I'm a Republican. So well, it only took you four days to decide. All right. All right. Fair, fair Another enough. thing. Another thing, I think the most disgusting thing of the whole week mm-hmm. is when they gave this Rush Limbaugh this Medal of Freedom, whatever. Wow, it's it's like you're purposely trying to stir the pot right now. It's like you're saying, I want people to call and tell me I'm an idiot. Because here's a guy that's dying, purportedly dying. He's got advanced lung cancer, and you're, and you're disgusted that they gave him a... a, a uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm ribbon? disgusted. Really? Guy, he's one of the most offensive guys that I've ever heard on the radio, and you ought to be ashamed on your station <laughs> that you even <laughs> carried it. Here's a guy. You know that I don't even have to answer you? Who is a drug addict, and you let him on your station. Wait a minute. Have you ever done anything wrong in your life? I've never been a drug drug addict. He advocated. Okay. Did you have you lied? Have you ever punched anybody? Ever done anything wrong? I mean, I've never punched anybody. No, I've never done that. That's good. That's good. I think Rush Limbaugh is a despicable character, and we have sure lowered our moral standards in this country by giving him that medal. 
Well, well so, 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 okay, so you're, you're touting the, the morals of the Democrats versus the Republicans, correct? Is that, you know, the, the, the party of Bill Clinton, who we, well, we know what Bill did. Uh, Hillary Clinton, who every time somebody has any kind of dirt on Hillary, they magically commit suicide and disappear. Uh, you know, or Ted Kennedy, who killed somebody and got away with it. I mean, it's this this party that you're so high on is is it's nasty, it's dirty, it's and maybe all politicians are that way, but I, I don't I don't think there's any way you can go in come in and say, well, the the party, the Democrat Party is so much more moral than the Republican Party. That's so far from the truth. They're at best even. At worst, Democrats are as bad as it gets. Let's go to uh, line two. Caller, you're on with Andy. What's up? Hello. Got about a minute. Fire away. Well, I just can't believe what I just heard. I know. Um, I know. By, by that gentleman. I can't believe it. Um, my, my comment was, um, and I missed most of your show, so you've probably said this. Okay. But Romney and... Pierre Delecto, being a member of the church, I'm offended that yeah. he says that he's such a religious person. I heard him say, he's a liar, I heard him say that he went to church on Sunday and listened to his pastor speak about honesty. Mm. And the people he said that in front of were, oh, how, what, a, what a moral person he is. We don't have pastors. We don't have paid. I don't know. You know, the stuff he says mm-hmm. offends me as a church member. And this Pierre Delecto thing, um, it's just, I don't know how we can, I don't know how he can be it our senator any longer to be honest yep well well said i'm going to take one more call thanks for the call today you've got about 30 seconds so uh, fire away hey yeah hey. i just wanted to make a point that barack obama gave the medal of honor to robert de niro <laughs> oh, boy. of all people <laughs> I mean, rush to the law in charity and everything else. I just want to make that point. Well said. Thank you very much for the phone call. I knew I, you know, that guy that called and started attacking Rush Limbaugh. I, I didn't, I didn't have to defend Rush because Rush, by far, is the most popular talk show host in America. It's not even close, and that's because Rush Limbaugh, uh, you know, he's a guy that's that 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 tells it like it is, and. And uh, you know, just call him despicable and a drug addict and all these things. You are so off base. And I'm so glad that Rush Limbaugh is coming up here in about five minutes.